Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first dead. And I'm Dane, the... Fuck, I forgot the egg from Elden Ring head. Which egg? One that lets you respec. Oh. The tear. But it's like an embryo. Well, it's a great rune that's an embryo. Yeah. But yeah. you have to find them. There are well, you have to... Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Gross. Anyways, Elden Ring is respec yeah. head. Hey! <laughs> Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. Dane, what are we talking about today? Well, has this ever happened to you? Do you find yourself no longer looking forward to game night? Not excited to play your character? Is role-playing just isn't fun anymore? You might need a new character. <laughs> That was good. I give it a 7 out of 10. I, yeah. I I thought it was... I, I got exactly what you were doing. I like it. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. What to do when your character is no longer working for you or the campaign, you're not having a good time, and how to sub in a new one. Uh, you know. Like a sports team. Yeah. Changing lines in <laughs> hockey. Time to get this guy out of here, get some fresh legs on the ice. Um, so... How are we going to do this? We're going to talk about why this might happen. This is a phenomenon that uh, you've probably experienced if you've played any sort of role-playing game for any amount of time. How to recognize when it's necessary for it to happen, to switch characters. And then when you have recognized it, what do you do about it? How do you how do you make it happen? How do you go about the line change, yeah. if you will? So, why this might happen. There's, there's a lot of reasons, and we're going to... We're going to talk about a few. Yeah. Maybe the most common, but don't Def quote us on that because we didn't do any research. Yeah. But I will say happened to me, and I've seen it happen with some other players. So the idea of, like, why why you might want a new character, my, why it might be time to switch characters or whatever, is uh, the idea of a first draft character. Um, and I think... Well, so this frequently happens with new players or players trying a new thing, new, um, you know, like you've played D&D &D and you switch over to Afterlife. Uh, yeah, Afterlife. That's a cool one. Um, right. And you don't really know the deal with Afterlife, right? You, right. You don't really maybe, know... maybe it's your first character ever mm -hmm. or it's just, yeah. you know, a new one in a new thing and you're unfamiliar with mechanics you're unfamiliar with like the character creation process, maybe, and then like you got to the end of character creation. You have a character, and it's just not working for you. This sort of like first draft thing, it happens a lot. Where after you've played for a little bit, you're like, okay, this isn't really, mm. this isn't really giving me what I want. I understand the world more. I understand the mechanics. Like my character is kind of just bad. Like I don't enjoy playing them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm, told, I'm thinking I got a much better idea now. Yeah, that like I've had a little based game on time. some information, and you, so your first thought character often won't gel the way you're hoping it will, and right, that and maybe it's like you know, oh, the game master's running this type of story, and my character just doesn't really fit in there. I got a better idea yeah. on how to you know make make a character now right so you know that's nothing to be ashamed of nope do it all the time it happens especially all the time. i do it all the time in video games 
role-playing video games? I've definitely talked about it on this show before. It was it was kind of my strategy for playing Bethesda RPGs, mm-hmm. and I guess we'll see when Starfield comes out. But, um, you know, like make kind of a first draft character for Fallout 4, tool around for a little bit, and then be like, okay, now that I get it, mm-hmm. I can trash this guy, go back, and start a character that I actually you know, want to play once I understand enough about the world to, you know, mm. to, to do that. So that's, right. that's the first draft character thing. That's a phenomenon that happens all the time, especially with new characters. And you could still have like your idea that you like. So like, Oh, I made, I wanted this character to be this way mm-hmm. and I just didn't have an understanding of the mechanics right. on how so to like, you realize know, that you, you made a druid, in D&D because you wanted to be kind of a hippy-dippy spellcaster, but you ended up not really, like, you didn't get to be the spellcaster you wanted, but now you know a little better. You're like, actually, this time I'm going to make a sorcerer, and that is going to, that's going to be the true version of what I wanted because I like the way that they do magic versus... So same character, essentially, just a respec, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, I want this play style i want to be throwing spells left and right i don't want to be dealing with like this bullshit druid stuff right or you know another reason why this might happen you're not enjoying your character and it's time for a new one is you know a more you might want a more drastic respec we talked about elden ring in the the little intro joke um that respec mechanic in elden ring allows you to you know go from a two-handed sword melee boy to a spell blaster in the same playthrough and that's a pretty powerful tool you might just be like yeah i'm i'm done doing melee combat i i've done it i want to explore something else i want to learn and practice new mechanics in a game that you know i understand well enough to do that Mm -hmm. and so it's time for me to let go of this character and bring in someone else, someone who's, you know, more of an interesting challenge to play or, you know, interacts with the world in a different way. Sometimes you just, you're done with one thing and you want to try something else, but it's not like you want to stop playing. You still want to mm. keep playing. So you need a new character. You need a different character. Right. And for those uh, unfamiliar, respec, um, uh, I hope I don't get burned down for this. Uh, it's short for re-specialize, right? Because in an RPG... You level up, you gain some points, you specialize in stuff. You, you know? put them into things. Very, very common in the in the video game RPG world um, are respec uh, engines. Like, you know, we just talked about the one Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, almost any game I can think of has some way when, like, oh, I'm a certain level or, like, you know, I do this quest or whatever, I get an item... That, like, lets me reallocate all my, like, attribute points, all my skill points, yeah. all my, you know, Borderlands, Borderlands had a really good one, really simple one, where you went to the, the player customization place where you can change your skin and, mm-hmm. like, your hat or whatever, the colors. Um, you could also, you know, like, just pay a little cash. It takes all the points out of your skill tree and just gives them to you as points to re-spin mm-hmm. however you want. Then you can tweak your build for, you know, whatever you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, whatever play style you're trying to play different way, trying to beat a challenge, whatever. Um, That 
that sort of mechanic, I can't think of anything in a pen and paper game that lets you, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's much more rare. Burn your character to the ground and then respec everything. Be like, you know, I'm going from a level 16 wizard in D&D to a level 0 nobody and put all those points into something else, but I'm still somehow the same guy. That doesn't really work in pen and paper RPGs, or at no, least I've I never think, encountered a mechanic that I think lets it you works fine. There's just no real written-in mechanics for the game system. It's something that you're going to have to talk yeah. about with your game master. Nothing that I've ever encountered. Yeah. So when we say respec, we're not really talking about respecing. What we're probably talking about is exiting one character, bringing in a new character. Who could be the same character, Yeah, who could name, essentially be the same guy. Same backstory, but they're a different... Uh, style of play, different class, they got different abilities, etc. Mm-hmm. So, that's, you know, another reason why it might happen is the play style, right? Yeah. You you want to respect or you want to you want to play as something different. Your attributes, your abilities don't really fit with how you want your to play your character, so you got to redo it. Yeah. Um and then another way, uh Sorry. Another reason. Another reason this might happen, why you might, uh, you know, do you ever find yourself, has this ever happened to you, um, is because of growth. Now, we think we think good players will grow and evolve their characters and grow and evolve with their characters. Um, but sometimes they grow into something that no longer belongs in the party. Or, uh, you know, maybe they don't care about the adventure anymore or they've, They've got something else that's important for them to do. The character in the story, in the mm. fiction of the game world. This character now... They find love. Yeah, has has some reason why like they need to do something else. And you're like, this is what naturally has happened. And it's kind of not... It's not really appropriate for them to continue with the party in their adventuring capacity... It might be time for their story to end and for them to, you know, go off and get married or whatever and for me to bring in a new character play as someone different. If that naturally happens with the story of your character, you know, kudos to you for mm-hmm. committing to that role playing and to that development and growth. And now you need someone you need someone else to bring in. Right. Well, because you got to play more, right? You know, yeah. Because you you're you not leaving. Because you're fucking hooked yeah. and you can't put it down. You want to keep playing, but it's time for your character to retire or whatever. Then you're going to need a new character. Yeah. Um, and like that, it can always be like, I don't know. I feel like I can always find a reason to keep going as a character, but that's usually just because I like all my characters. Um, so, like, I don't know, you make an assassin who's kind of a brooding piece of shit, like all assassins, mm-hmm. and, like, they have a revenge, like, subplot, right? They finish with that revenge subplot, and it's time to move on. Yeah. It's like, and I'm tired like, of playing okay. this brooding asshole. I want to be loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Um, a while ago, I played a character named Ganos, who was, he was a mutant who had, like, failed in his duty at one point. So, he, his whole thing is he was just seeking death. And I thought it was a cool, um, I thought it was a cool gimmick for the character. But after playing him for a number of sessions, I was like, hmm, not super interesting for me anymore that this guy just, like, dives headfirst into every fight 
as it comes up and is, you know, trying to die. So I did that one last time. And then in the next session, entered, you know, re-entered the party as someone else. All right, well, let's let's, let's dive a little bit into that. Uh, You said it was no longer... uh, interesting for you right so mm-hmm. we're talking about how to recognize yes so like, this is the next big you, bullet you recognized it by just no longer having it be interesting mm-hmm. like because you knew exactly what Gannis was going to do it was a one note thing and you know at first i was like oh yeah this is cool but the the thing that makes a character like that interesting is that they they always fail a character who you know wants to die and keeps seeking out uh, you know, like harder and harder fights to atone for something. The interesting part of that narratively is that they never get what they want, and so they have to keep going. But as a player, I was like, eh. So I keep doing the same thing. I keep, I keep throwing myself into every fight, headfirst, trying to, you know, trying to get right up in the enemy's face and like hopefully I'll die because it'll be a worthy fight every encounter and eventually that's just that that wasn't super fun for me to play anymore and I wasn't getting to do anything else I wasn't get to ro- uh I wasn't getting to role play as in depth as I otherwise you know would have wanted to because Ganos all the time would be like, well, I think we should fight. I think we should go do this. I think we should find the dangerous thing, mm-hmm. you know. And usually we would because it's the nature of a pen and paper role-playing adventure is that, you know, you're going to find yourself in conflict. You're going to seek out adventure and you're probably going to get in fights. But there was just, you know, there was no nuance to it. And the the tragedy of him never getting what he wanted meant that I had just had to keep doing the same thing over and over again. So I decided that wasn't well, fun anymore. So for you, I guess, yeah, it was it was the the role-playing and not, like, the <laughs> mechanics, right? Because it could easily be, like, you no longer enjoy playing because you want to, you know, be casting spells, right. right? But you got all these, you know, you chose a druid because mm. you thought that was cool, and then it turns out they're not the spellcaster you thought they were, and yeah, so like you're not getting to fire, you know, blast fireballs, fireball, fireballs. You know, you're like, oh, well, right. I can talk to animals. That's magic, but like, not the magic I want to do. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't exactly that. Like the mechanics of you know sword fighting and afterlife. I was I was having a good time with that. That's what I mean. Just, For you, it was yeah. the the role playing wasn't what you wanted it to be. The mechanics, like, you're fine. You know, I get in a fight, and I love doing crazy fight stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I want to have a, more options than just, like, let's fight them. Yeah. Right. Be able to say things. Be able to suggest more things. Be able to participate in, you know, the, the discussion scenes mm-hmm. with, with you know, more with, with some more complexity. Right. So, whether... So it can go both ways. Uh, no longer enjoying a player because you're not getting to use the abilities and the mechanics and the like spells maybe that you want. Or maybe it's because you don't get to have the role-playing options that you want, you know, to say no to a fight mm-hmm. in Ganos's example. Um, either way, no longer enjoying playing, right? 
that's that's a clear indicator of maybe it's time to switch characters. Yeah, if you find yourself in for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not enjoying it anymore, then it's probably time. But you do want to keep playing, and that's that's mm-hmm. two separate things. If you're like, this isn't the hobby for me. Yeah, you know, I don't enjoy the the hobby of sitting down and and pretending as characters and doing adventures then probably find a different hobby. But if the thing is you want to keep playing, you just, your character isn't fun. You want to be a different guy? Yeah. There you go. That's that's a huge way to recognize. And that one's, that one's pretty obvious, yeah. right? Like, just like I'm you not just having fun. Introspect a little bit. I'm not having fun. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to keep playing and mm-hmm. I want to keep having fun. New character, probably a good solution. One that's a little harder to identify um, is like being constantly at odds with the other characters in the party, mm-hmm. right? Like you know the 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 dickhole example of just like you're always against whatever everybody else is doing, and like, well, I don't think we should be doing this. I hate this. My character is gonna pout about it, and they're just pouting all the time. Mm-hmm. Or doing things that like mm, get the party into trouble. Into trouble, and like everyone's like, "Why? Why would you do that? Why mm-hmm. would you?" Or like, punch "Why that aren't guy? you helping us fight? Why mm-hmm. are you just handing out figs?" Right? Or like, <laughs> "Why don't you come help us fight instead of flirting?" Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Don't be so slutty. Uh, yeah, that that can be and, tough to recognize because you might be having a good yeah, time doing. You all might that be shit. having one. Right. And that's not saying that you made a really bad character and like you should feel bad. Your character's bad and you should feel bad. You might just be taken away from other people's experience. Yeah. So like And that that requires some awareness to recognize. It's it's hard to to recognize that and to square with that because you know, if you're having fun, it's easy just to keep having fun that way. Mm-hmm. But you know, try to you can make a new character who has some similar qualities mm. and those similar quirks, but they're just a little bit more of a team player, maybe or something. I would add a little sub bullet here to help recognize this. So constantly at odds with other characters, you mm. might think that being at odds is fun. Um, you might be having fun doing it. You might, you know, not really see it as a problem, but try and think about we talked about this a couple of times and we specifically talked about it in the uh the episode about gm responsibility mm-hmm. i believe mm-hmm. okay. so imagine imagine you have three hours to play a session or four or whatever, however long you play however often you meet imagine that three hours as a pie as like a pie chart and each player and the gm are sections of the pie is your section of the pie way bigger than everyone else's mm-hmm. because you're being because the choices that you're making are really disruptive because what you want is for the game master's slice to be a little bit smaller because you know they're just reacting and putting stuff out for everybody and you want the player's slices to be pretty equal mm-hmm. and if your slice is bigger than everyone else's slice and again this requires you know some some awareness and some reflection mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, for using the pie example, right? So, like, if your character is always going off on their own, 
and like the other party is like staying together and like, right. oh, we got to do this heist. Like, and they're like, we're well, going to the wizard to get the important mm-hmm. thing identified so that we can plan the next stage. And you're like, my character goes to the brothel. Right. Or the pub or I'm going to go steal some shit from just some random houses. Yeah. And so like the game master is running the session for everybody. So like they're throwing stuff out there for like three or four people to respond to. But then they have to stop. And, and like switch over switch to just to you, you to solo play right? with you. Because, like, you're getting all that time right now. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the rest of the group, when the game master is talking to them, everybody's getting a little slice. Yeah. Nobody's getting any slices when he's just talking to your character yeah. who's gone off and, like, well, I'm going to plant a tree. Yeah. Then the whole pie is you and your game master with everyone else's slices real tiny, getting, getting real tiny, thin, gypped slices. And, you know, you don't want that. So if you recognize mm. that, then it might be time to switch characters. Right. Maybe just, you know, change the way you play your yes, character. But it, it could just be a little bit of that. But if, you know, if the way your character, like if you're playing your character authentically and that is still happening, mm. then it might not be the best character right. for this party this adventure and i think whatever. i think you know the the easiest way to tell that is just like you know to separate like am i uh bogarting everybody else's time or is my character ask yourself why are you adventuring with these people uh-huh. like if you can't really give a good reason for that then your character probably doesn't belong in the party and maybe it's time for a new character yeah Right, because like that that can totally happen. Playing like uh, role playing authentically as your character, characters can grow. They can become involved in other stuff that doesn't have to do with the other party members, and that is okay. That's good, even. Yeah. Good but to reflect on stuff like that. Good to reflect on yeah. that, and like you know, kind of you know, take a moment, be like, is it the way I'm playing my character, or is it my character? Mm-hmm. Easiest way I think you can tell. Is by asking that question. And this is this is a really good... Um, this next thing, I think this should go on the board as something, maybe just like as a, as a ritual, little, you know, a little centering role-playing ritual, you should do this maybe at the beginning and end of every session. Mm-hmm. Um, ask, question. ask the question, you know, of your character, why is my character adventuring with these people? Why is my character part of this party? Why are they on this adventure? Um, and if you get to a point where you can't answer that question, it's probably, that's another way to recognize it's time for a new character. That's a cool little just touchstone you can, you can always do. You can be like, why am I in this party? Why is character with these people? And if the answer is, I'm not really sure, I don't know, it's time to maybe, you know, dig a little deeper into your role-playing and find that answer for your character, or maybe it's time for a new character that you might enjoy a little bit more. I like that. Let's put that on the board. Don't have to do it, but every, or you don't have to do it every time, but mm-hmm. every so often, ask yourself that question. Yeah. In character, why am I why is this character on this adventure with these people? And if the answer is, Huh, I don't know. I don't have a good one, then... It might be time for a new character. Or find a good one. Yeah, or find a fucking good mm. one. Because that's also, you know, 
now actually start introspecting in character as your character and find the reason to care. You know, the reason why your character cares about being here. Or, you know, because that's the subject of this episode, maybe it's time for a new character. So if you hit any of those flags, right? Like you're no longer playing or enjoying playing. You're always constantly like fighting and bickering with your teammates. Um, you're taking up a larger slice of the pie than maybe is fair. And you really can't answer that question. Or or they, they don't have to all go together. Yeah. But, like, but if one of these yes. comes up. And, and you're like, huh, okay. Probably some I didn't signs, think about that. Now I'm recognizing some it. Some signs that there should be a change. Yeah. Um, make a new character. So, how that happens, right? Because, like, You've done you're, this, you're right? deep in a campaign, right? You can't just, I'm done playing that character. They just cease to exist. And, like, all those memories that the party has of that character are gone yeah. and wiped. Forget about that. Forget about him. I'm a new guy. Yeah. Hey. That's kind of rough. It's jarring. Right. If so, that if that happened on a television show, mm-hmm. you know, if you were like if you were watching Firefly and suddenly one episode the priest just isn't there and there's a new guy who's just like a drunk cowboy or something out of nowhere, you'd be like as an audience member, you'd be like, "Hang on. I've missed something." So you got to you got to do something about it. And the first thing you got to do is the planning. So we've broken this up into three things. The easiest, you know, so this is um, easing into the transition, right? So not just like there never existed, they were never here, new character. To ease that jar, you know, to smooth that curve or bump or whatever the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So planning goes a long way. Yeah. So... Think about what you're not enjoying and what you do want. This is the first step. You've recognized the need for a new character. Right. I don't enjoy Gannis's Yeah. I don't uh, I don't enjoy sing, his you know, his single track of just always yeah. getting a fight. He's a one note guy and it limits the way I can do role playing because all he wants to do is find a fight, you know, worthy of a glorious mm-hmm. death type of thing. Okay. What you want to do don't necessarily hate that I'm a fighter. Yeah. You want to have a more active role-playing choice. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is, you know, once you've thought about that, you've got the two things. You've got what you're not enjoying and what you do want, what you think you would enjoy instead. Mm-hmm. Then you take that and you go back to, you know, the character creation. Open the player's handbook or, you know, the player creation. Whatever system you're playing, you go to that section with those two things in mind i know what i didn't like and i know what i want next and just start brainstorming you know find start conceptualizing the new character i personally find this part really easy and super fun because i'm always thinking of character ideas game master and player and just you know i've always got a few half-formed ideas and even, like, complete ones that I could probably, you know, pull out of a file. Sure. Uh, and, like, <clears throat> if you're at this point, right, like, you've made a character, you've realized you need to change, I bet it's going to be so much easier to create a character in that situation 
than it is when like you created the character that didn't work yeah, right in the beginning like, probably the circumstance was like it was a new campaign maybe a new system maybe it was your first time ever mm-hmm. and like you didn't know who the other people the other players who their characters were going to be you didn't really know what the story was going to be right. and like now you have all those and it suffers from just like the curse of a blank page you've mm-hmm. got to put something on there and it's intimidating because it could be literally anything mm-hmm. and then what you put out there ah shit it ended up being wrong but now you've got all this foundation you know you know your mm-hmm. you know the rest of the party you can think of, you know, other ways to interact with them. Right. Some maybe some synergies, maybe some, you know, like fun little quirks of like, oh, well, like I know one of my fellow players characters, like they're real like, um, I don't know, germaphobic or whatever. Right. And like, you know, they always got to clean shit and whatever. And it's like, well, you know, it'd be fun to fuck with them is like, I'm just going to be a grubby, grubby one mm-hmm. who like rolls around in the mud and like, you know, sleeps on the ground even when there's a bed. I'm like, you know, I'm going to be that person. Right. Right. But like that might, that was probably going to come a lot easier if you already have that, you know, contrast. Yeah. If you know, if you know what you didn't like Mm. and you've got some idea about what you would like to get out of it in the future, suddenly character creation is a lot less daunting than maybe it was. And this, you know, you look at the entirety of the D&D player's handbook when you're starting from scratch, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a lot of choices. This is an intimidating amount of choices. It's almost a paralyzing amount of choices. If you know the answer to those two questions, what you didn't like and what you do want next, suddenly those choices, you know, it's not, it's not overwhelming. It's just a bunch of tools in your toolkit to mm-hmm. find what you actually want. All right. So then when once you got your new like idea from the brainstorming. Uh, now it's time to bring it to your GM, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't bring it to your GM, if you just show up on on session day and just be like, "Yeah, so I'm playing a new character," yeah. he's it's gone. gonna be like, "I'm this guy." Okay, well let me let me let me have a couple uh, minutes to work this in. Like my gears are grinding, so like I gotta. I got to bring in a new character. I got to, you know, send the old character out. It can be a lot, right? So some communication up front with your GM helps uh, keep the immersion and the role playing going, right? So like just mentioned, be like, hey, so I've been thinking about switching characters. I'm not really a fan of my old character for this reason. Maybe it's I'm tired or, you know, I'm not having fun. Maybe it's like, I just don't feel like they fit into the party. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Your GM is probably going to be like, okay, absolutely, let's do it. You know, uh, here's like three different ways that your old character can exit, right? Like, you know, oh, do you want them to still be alive? Do you ever want to come back to them maybe after some time has passed? Like, do you want them to die? Mm-hmm. How do you want them to die? Good. That that bit is a really good thing, I think, for game masters to, you know, ask. Mm-hmm. Like, are you okay? Are you okay with this character being an NPC from now on? Like, can I use this character for other stuff going forward? Are they still part of this? Do you ever want the option to come back to them? Important stuff to ask, and that's gonna that's gonna help you and your game master kind of zero in on the way that you want to implement this change. And it's also gonna probably help you think of more ideas for your new character. 
if you're like, you know, is w- once you've once you've got an idea of how this first character exits, that's probably going to play in a little bit to well, what you think your new character is going to be too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the you know the narrative reasons kind of hit on that already. Well, yeah, but, I mean, uh, like you know, there's and. I think we are absolutely right and have been proven right by television. When, like, an actor leaves, like, you know, the the job to go to a new job or whatever, there's always a a wrap-up of their character. Like, very, very, very rarely does, like, that just, like, actor or character just stop existing in the world. Like, you mentioned it before. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even if it's, like, Oh, so and so. Well, they went to Hawaii and never came back. Right. Like they might There's not still get a blurb. About they might it. not get a rep scene, mm. but in dialogue, you know, two other characters will be like, "Yeah, well, this character they moved, mm. and it sucks because you know this, and it's it's a bummer, or it's an unresolved thing, or we're happy about it, whatever." Mm. But like you mention it, even if that character doesn't get an on scene right. goodbye. You know, or another big one is you know like a. Uh, a woman who gets pregnant in real life like their character isn't in a couple episodes of the TV show mm-hmm. like there's some concocted reason for that yeah. it's like oh they got uh, they, they went on a trip mm-hmm. they're, they have they're jury on duty yeah. and, they're, mm-hmm. and you know you have a little bit of that in in the story and then they're just not there for a while but story wise like they still exist in the mm-hmm. universe it makes sense that they're not there and then oftentimes you bring in somebody else. Mm. Right. So like the, the actual transition should be you know, a, a pre-planned thing with the player and the GM, right? Like the GM is going to help facilitate the switchover, right? They're going to provide, maybe it is just a couple lines of narrative, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, well, after last session, so-and-so they, I don't know, took a sail or, you know, they went on a boat to sail to the end of the world because that was like their whole thing and whatever. I did a horrible example. Um. So I'll, I'll, I've got a bad example, but okay. it's bad on purpose. Don't nice. do this uh, is a, is a don't do. Don't say like, Oh, they got arrested and uh-huh. they're in like, they're uh, in the castle. Yeah. They're in yeah. the castle dungeon because that puts them in, within reach. That puts them in with the, puts them within reach and the party might, get the wrong idea and seize on that as an adventure hook and yeah. be like, oh, how are we, we going to go spring them out? And then you got to be like, no, no, no. Uh, they want to be in jail. Or, like, they're supposed to be in right. jail. Yeah, yeah, Whoopsie. Yeah. It's got to be, you know, the the exit has to be gone, compelling enough that, you know, like, they are not there anymore mm-hmm. and the party isn't going to be like, okay, how do we get them back? Yeah. Uh, how do we find them? How do we mm-hmm. break them out? You, you don't want them latching on to the wrong idea and then being like oh shit this is this is not what i wanted to happen this is meant to be you know mm-hmm. just sunsetting one character and you're gonna meet a new guy yeah and i think i think it's really fun to do that in the same session right so like start the session as your old character and like then you get to like maybe say goodbyes yeah. or something you get to do your you know, exit. You get to like flip them off as you, mm-hmm. as you ride yeah. off into the sunset yeah. or whatever, and they can be like, "Oh, that fucking guy." And then 
you know, they get to the next town and sitting in the bar is mm. your new character or, you know, something more dramatic than that, maybe. Right. But And, like, you know, there, there are plenty of ways to integrate a new character in, um, like, for well, I just talked about the sailing thing. So, like, I don't know, maybe your party went on a boat. New character could be part of the crew. Mm-hmm. of that boat like yeah we've met you before in like passing and like we didn't really talk to you but like now that you want to join a group hey what's up how's it going yeah we're familiar with you mm-hmm. um easy way to because like there's nothing really to retcon there because like i you know it's just like you don't talk to every single person in the world right it's impossible but now the game master can mm-hmm. introduce you like so this is a guy who you've talked to, you've seen him around before, but now, you know, now he's at the table with y'all talking about, hey, what are you guys doing next? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm coming with. Because I, I like that idea better than, uh, like, the most simple thing, like, to reach for is, like, oh, you guys get in a combat and this new character comes in and helps out. Because I've done that before, and it turns out, like, it just makes everybody sus. Yeah, it's a little disruptive, and you're like, hmm, trust this fucking guy? We were just yeah. in a fight, mm-hmm. and you came in from nowhere, and you're not on our like, team. Like, sure, you're not, you're not actively trying to kill us, but, like, mm-hmm. what are you doing here? That's weird that you're here as well, right? Right. You know, thoughts. And you know, a little bit of that tension can be fun, mm-hmm. but, you know, if it's if you don't swing it, good it it can be more disruptive than it is uh you know gelling for the party mm-hmm. something that i think did work pretty well though was um when ganos went off and fought his last battle and the rest of the party you know kept going mm-hmm. my new character probably would have been like an npc because they got to a new place and they needed a guide mm-hmm. and my new character essentially was that guide and so, you know, they hire a guide for this swamp zone that they are now in and have to do an adventure in. But instead of being an NPC, I play him. And then I can, you know, integrate into the party that way because they, you know, it was important for this character to be part of the story rather than have the game master just run them as an NPC. Mm-hmm. You're actually, you're joining the party with some purpose. I know this region. I know how to, you know, guide you to where you need to be. And we've got like a financial arrangement to begin with. But what that's going to lead to is now as the sessions continue, I'm just part of the party. Right. You know, we, we went through some stuff and we bonded and I'm part of the the group now. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, the funnier and like this kind of goes back to the uh well like the respecting so like keeping your same fucking character but just like making them a little bit different mechanics wise mm-hmm. and also just a really funny like transition is in in beer fest <laughs> uh, if you remember that right uh yeah when he dies he and dies, they need a new teammate. But it's his brother. But it, and it's the same guy. And then he's like, I want you to also call yeah, me. Yeah, call me his nickname. And I'm I'm just him again. Yeah, and then it's just it's just him again. Yeah. Which is a stupid little way to like it's insert a, a little bit. drama yeah. like, oh no, our teammate died and it was kind of in a silly way. Served the story, mm. served the stupid comedy. 
And then, like, oh, the stakes were actually not that much because they brought a new guy in and it was the same guy. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, role-playing stuff often tends towards the ridiculous. And even if the setting is not a setting um, inherently comedic, comedy is going to happen anyway. So stuff like that is perfectly mm-hmm. fine. But, you know, whether it's goofy or dramatic or whatever, like, you want there to be some sort of reason. And the Game Masters should help implement this. There should be a reason why the remainder of the original party meets this new character and then there should be a believable solid narrative reason for that new character to go with the party Mm. from then on and it could be as trite as just like you know we need to hire someone new yeah you know hire hire a hire a mercenary in the next bar Mm. and it's this guy and then you know over a couple sessions they can become friends easy peasy but you know, there's there's more nuanced and dramatic ways to do it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so, when you bring in the new character, you definitely need to have a really fucking solid idea for why you're adventuring with the party. Right? So, like, oh, yeah. we hired you as a guide to take us through the swamp? Well, your character, the guide, needs to have a great reason to stick with them. Yeah. Right? Because it's going to be... But I think what actually happened there is that Smokey didn't stick with them. I played well, I you, played as the guide for, yeah, you know, you a couple sessions, and then they and then left the I swamp. That's why, that's why I thought someone else. Is because then then you're just switching characters every several, ep, you know, sessions. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, oh, well, like, actually, this guy was hired as a guide to take him through the dark forest, took him through the dark forest. Right. He's not going to continue. With he them. was he I was region locked, character. and after I got my money, and they were on their way mm. back, there wasn't a good reason for me to stick. So Smokey stayed there, and I had to then again be someone new for a which, third time. Which is fine, and also like I mean that's you know we call we're called two headed game master, and we really haven't two headed game mastered in a while. We haven't really because haven't but that's really like thing. what that is doing. Because, I mean, that's literally what happened is you were Smokey, you were the guide, you were a player slash game master because you had all this information that I gave you. Mm -hmm. And I had also, I'd helped write mm -hmm. the, you know, the fiction of the universe. And then Smokey... Smokey was a character who could play on that. And you pick up another NPC, Mm -hmm. right? So you were just basically NPC hopping, which is fine, I that I will say I something to, I kind of enjoyed that. That's a way to play. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's wrong by any means. I will say though it was maybe a little self indulgent for me. Our players are you know they're too nice to tell us. They're too nice to tell us. Oh, it's the Dane and Cosmo show. Uh, that's why the does, name of our podcast? Why does he get to just not, you know like keep being new characters all mm-hmm. the time? And it's kind of always about who's this guest now uh-huh which so like i mean the the thing about that is the whole party's got to be on board um which and like uh if you had listened to a couple episodes ago we talked about divided party and we kind of like started to challenge the assumption that i always held mm. the um, assumption that the players want to stick together right. they want to be in a party together but like for example, like why, well, why I thought the example of um, using a combat to bring a new person in, but then everybody gets really sus. Mm-hmm. Like 
that's another bit of evidence against that assumption because if and like that's why like character hopping would be bad because like there's always that period of like can we trust you how much do we trust you and like if you play that get over it and then switch new characters just to play that again god damn that that would be tiring as fuck for a game master because it's just like every like three sessions i gotta deal with well can we trust this guy i don't know if we want to trust this guy it's Mm -hmm. like guys why don't you just go kill the fucking cultists yeah why don't you trust him just do trust him right you Mm -hmm. have to come up with a good reason for it every time Mm -hmm. that is frustrating and you're right that is like we've held that assumption for a while not really sure why i guess just because well i think that's that's what i would do because I'm always, I'm always looking for, you know, the glue that binds us. So I just feel like I just assume that other people would do. Mm. But you know, look in the mirror. You're ugly. <laughs> you're ugly. And yeah, once again, we haven't written or recorded that adventure. We're revisiting that concept now, several weeks later. Um, Wait. Oh, it's, you mean episode? Yeah. You said adventure. Yeah. Sorry. No. Yes, uh, but um, that's, that's something, something for us we to pry yeah. into. We it's still on the board. We haven't written anything about it or recorded anything about it, but I do think it is worth uh, further examination. So that being anyways, said, anyway, switching characters. Um, I think we talked a lot about switching characters and kind of came well. The way we talked about it made it seem like you don't switch characters too often. It's fine to do it. Um, it happens. It's fine. And like even that language sounds like you're not supposed to do it well, all I'll the say time. It's inherently disruptive. And like that is why it might have seemed like we were putting it on a one-way track of like switching characters is fine, but like don't overdo it mm-hmm. because it is incredibly disruptive. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that is that's what the adventure kind of ends up being about. I don't fucking know. It could. I will say though, yeah. If you want any sort of consistency and you want any sort of um, like ongoing progress, it's probably not a good idea for characters to be swip swapping all the time. All the time. Yeah. Um, and if if you do find it, this is I guess we're going past our outline, um, but a little maybe. All right, let me say this and then maybe challenge it. Or we'll. If you do find that happening and there is a lot of character swip swapping and one character ends up playing, you know, three different characters over the course of a campaign or everyone is like, ah, actually, switchy, switchy. um, If that's happening a lot, then there might be something more fundamentally wrong with just like the adventure as it's going it might be time to you know as a game master maybe restructure things a little bit well i would say that is an indicator of you should think about smaller uh adventures and like you know use one shot if that's happening a lot then yeah maybe maybe a big campaign is just the thing that's not compatible if your players are constantly switching um maybe they're more focused on like one shots you yeah. know so little contained stories where they get to be a new person every time maybe your table is not 
a D&D table that plays, you know, a years-long campaign. Maybe your table is a rotating game system even, you know, just like every couple games you're trying a new RPG, new characters, one-shots, maybe even rotating game masters. Um, if, yeah, if you find, if you find that character swapping is endemic to your role-playing experience, then you probably want to stop character swapping. You probably want to stop playing an ongoing campaign at all. You should probably play some one-shots. Yeah, and that doesn't mean you have to, like, if you, like, are the type of game master who wrote out, like, a whole world in your setting and everything like that, doesn't mean you have to junk that and rewrite it every single one-shot. But you can just do one-shots in that world. Mm -hmm. Be like, okay, so this city, this is what's going on. We're going to play a session or two here. Okay, that story's done. And then, oh, over on this, on these, like, mountains... There's this thing going on. Same world. You know, it's familiar. Character creation should be a breeze because you've created characters in this system and world before. But something different is going on. You're in a different area. Mm -hmm. You're on a different mission. There's different NPCs. It could be uh, 50 years in the future. It could be 100 years in the past. It could be concurrent with what we did last time. Mm -hmm. That's up to, you know, us. Yeah. Right. So it's not like... Oh, I can't keep players, you know, being the same characters. So, like, I have to write a new world every single time. Yeah, no. it's it's not it's not that you did something wrong mm. or you came out with the wrong thing, but it it does mean that it might be worth doing some restructuring mm. of uh, you know, uh, just, just like your, your overall plan. Yeah, yeah the style mm. the style of gaming that you run might be due for a little bit of restructuring. And we have, you know, since the inception of this show, we've extolled the virtues of one-shots. One-shots are a really fucking cool way, especially for new players or, you know, like inexperienced game masters to find their feet, try different systems, do a handful of one-shots maybe before you even start thinking about a big campaign. Um, Because you'll learn a fucking lot and you'll have a lot of fun and you can do... You know, uh, you can you can get away with a lack of payoff or a lack of resolution. You know, you can have things blow up. You can have characters turn on each other. You can have everyone die in a trap. Mm-hmm. And just be like, that's the end of the one shot, guys. You did not, you know. You failed. You didn't steal the treasure. You boofed it. And then you'll come out of that with a much better idea for when you are ready mm-hmm. to launch an ongoing campaign. Yeah. All right. So kind of well, got yeah, we, got outside the purview. We of we spiraled a little bit. Let's let's but. let's do our recap. So this was an episode about switching characters. Switching characters. Uh, why you might want to switch characters? Um, you made a first draft character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't really understand what was going on. It was your first time. Uh, nothing to be ashamed of. You know. You got a better it's idea just, now. Yeah. You figured it out, but you had to do that first draft to figure mm-hmm. it out. That's what a first draft is for. Right? You want uh, you want a different play style, yeah. you know. Oh, I thought it would be fun to shoot some spells, and it was, and I'm done with it. Yeah. I need a new character. Now I'm gonna be a sword boy. Mm-hmm. Or your character grew. Yeah. Uh, you didn't really plan for it, but it just kind of happened. You fell in love. Your game master like put this. Mm-hmm. I don't know, task that your character was really about 
but the other players weren't. So you're you like, got crippled. You're the Skyrim guy. You arrow to the knee guy. You got arrow to the knee. Yeah, and you're sure. like, you know what? Yes, that's dramatic. That right. fits mm-hmm. the narrative. You my guy, you're calling as a monk or whatever. My guy's you know? not going on. Stuff like that. Um, Talked about how to recognize when it is mm-hmm. necessary, when a new character might be necessary. So why it might happen, and then you know mm-hmm. when it's necessary. You're no longer enjoying things. Like, oh man, I've really loved throwing spells. I don't anymore. Yeah. I want to, I'm really jealous of the guy who gets to cut people up with swords and axes. I want to do that. Uh, you're constantly at odds with other players. Um, and the really good one I think that we came up with, you can't answer the question, why is my character on this adventure? Why is my character in this party? Why am I with these people? If you can't answer that, it might be time for a different character. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about what you do about it once you've recognized once that you it's Once you know necessary. that you need a new character, well, you know, starts with planning. You figure out the next character, mm-hmm. right? And, like, why didn't I like the character I have now? And what do I want my next character to be? Yep. Uh, then bring it to your game master. This doesn't work without some collaboration. Otherwise, you know, it'll it's be a jarring, jarring narrative uh, aberration. And you don't want that. Discuss it with your game master, work it into the narrative somehow, and then... Then act on it, right? Do it. Work it in the narrative, and then role-play that happening. And we recommend, if you can, do it in the same session. Exit in the beginning of the session, and then in the next couple scenes, hopefully, you intro your new character. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that way, you don't spend a session not playing, or, you know... Like, you want to be there. Now, if you're absent for a session, I guess you could, like, work that in somehow, too. But anyway, plan it with your game master, settle the plan, then fucking act on it, implement it. And that is going to do it for this episode of Two-Headed Game Master. Visit us at 2hgm.com to find well first thing you're going to see is afterlife. afterlife big splash page will take you to drive through rpg afterlife apocalypse fantasy role playing fucking check it out our original uh setting and rule system for post apocalyptic adventure uh, and there's that's pretty cool there's plenty of other stuff on yep. the website not just afterlife yep. uh our patreon come support us uh we'd love to be supported we we feel very supported by our current ones, mm-hmm. but like, you know, we could always feel more supported. Yeah. The two HGM tent is big. There's room for all, so and come so, hang out. There's also some, unless you're shitty. Yeah, well, I'd still take your money. <laughs> it will still take your money. That's uh, right. There's other knickknacks, um, some like charts and and, and worksheets, tables, uh, worksheets, little couple mini games, shit like that. Uh, yeah, join us next time for another episode of Two Headed Game Master. I uh, boofed this the last time, but I believe next episode is Animal Companions. Is that right? I think that's right. We did that one already. Now you're just gaslighting No, because you were like, oh, next time we're going to talk about switching characters in the Animal Companions one. No. Yes. No, you're lying. This one came before. Roll the tape back. Roll the tape back. Anyways. Next um, episode is animals. That is. As Brian says. Well, that is how Brian says it. Animal facts. Uh, that episode was 
two episodes ago. I'm looking at the we outline. We will see it's you next episode time. Episode 73.